salutations and shit, motherfuckers. This, my dear listeners, is going to be our first boozy episode. So I am uh, reporting live and in effect from, how do you call it? Well, definitely Rome, but the exact location, I believe, is Travestery? Travestery? I don't know. A bitch don't speak Italian. But I'm in Rome, motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, exciting. I just got back from, let's say, it is... Oh, fuck, that's military time. 20 o'clock, 20 o'clock, you hear me? Uh, 20.05 is 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, give or take. Is uh, give or, It's give or take like after 8 o'clock. I've been walking for maybe 7 hours, if you will. Kind of rainy day. However, the rain was never really, really hard at any point. It was, you know, a drizzle. Just enough to inconvenience you, but nothing particular. Um, oh, forgot all that intro shit. This is D. Carey. Thanks for listening. Um, boozy. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is D. Carey. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Get in, getting into the day. So I'm in Rome, right? I got here yesterday. I'm in Airbnb. It's in a really great location. The area is hella popping. There's mad restaurants and bars and shops. I just left. I believe it's called Delirium Something Cafe, if you will. Um, Yeah, clearly good time there. And when I say good time, I literally sat there by myself drinking beer. Um, But the beer is good. And you can drink on the street until midnight so i got one to go i'm back in my ear my airbnb safe and sound i went back out to get um some pizza because shorty's hungry and the uh guy in the shop uh really pissed me off he had an attitude for no reason but um it's literally the closest uh shop to my airbnb and i really don't feel like going any further than where I am. My cell phone was about to die, so I'm probably babbling. Uh, Rome, checking in. Can't say that I am head over heels about it at all. The people have been mm, as kind as New Yorkers are stereotyped to be. I've had a couple of, you know, pleasant people Um, I try to personally make it a habit of not shopping in uh, stores or locations that don't greet me when I walk in. Um, So, you know, for the few shopkeepers or store owners that did greet me, shout out to them. Um, I didn't buy in all of them, but, you know, in the one, I got a Italian leather handbag for $25 which is my new um travel bag hold on let me turn this bathroom light out so that the fan will stop whirling okay hopefully the audio is a little bit better and uh Shati doesn't have to do that much editing so I'm also going to be eating pizza while we do this yeah uh one in Rome ha see what I did there And it should have still called literally one minute from where I'm staying. 
You put it in the oven. The shit is cold. I came in the house, went to the bathroom, transferred stuff from my old bag to my new bag. I've got like four things in my bag. And the pizza was cold, but whatever. So, not the uh, biggest fan of Rome. Here's my take. One of my homegirls, perception now, was just in Rome. And by just, I mean like last week. She, however, made it her business to make friends with people and sit and talk to and get to know people. I ain't with your shits. If you're nice to me, I can have a conversation. I have. I think I walk around with a pleasant disposition. You know what I mean? I don't walk around with a scowl. I may walk around like I'm looking at directions, but for the most part... I personally think that I walk around with a pleasant disposition. So, no real reason for people to be for people to be rude or nasty, other than whatever their disposition personally may be. She loves it. She's on her way back uh, in a couple of weeks, and by a couple of weeks, I mean February next month. Um, I didn't get to know anyone that lives here. I didn't get to know anyone that works here. I spoke to the bartender at the bar that I just came from. Um, I can't say that anybody has like done a complete 180 on Rome for me. I still am not like the biggest fan. Um, I won't paint all of Italy with a Rome brush. I can't speak for any other part. I'll be in Rome for three days. I'm staying at this really cute Airbnb that has its own issues. Um, questionable heat. I didn't really have heat yesterday, but I spoke to the owner guy and he said that someone came to look at the boiler, blah, blah, blah. It seems a little bit warmer in here. Aesthetically, the shit is popping. Like if I had an apartment in New York that was this same size, I think I was doing some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really cute. Um, the bathroom could use a little love, but it's nothing, you know, overly gross about it. Um, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I like where I'm at. It's in the middle of a lot of shit. I'm walking distance from all of the stuff, air quotes, if you will, in Rome. That includes like the uh, Parthenon, Colosseum. What else did I do? I did the Mouth of Truth. I did like, I think it's called Piazza Novena or some shit like that. When you Google Rome or if you Google map Rome and you do, you like hit the explore or the attractions button. I did most of the stuff that shows up. Um, I did essentially everything that was, I want to say I started with everything that was a mile excuse me, um, a mile and closer. Tomorrow I intend to do uh, Vatican because Vatican's like a mile and a half, almost two miles away from me. So I'm going to just head my way out there. Definitely walking because fiscally responsible. I'm really not trying to spend that much. It might be a 45 minute walk, but when you don't know what, where you're going, 45 minutes is basically the same as 15 minutes. So you might as well walk it, you know? 
it's been raining out here. I'm hoping that I get up and out early enough that I can avoid some of the rain. I don't think it's going to rain till noon. So that's enough of me blabbering about, oh, before I finish off by saying that's enough. I just want to say that I did my first fucking hostel in Austria. Um, that, I gotta say, was a really good experience. I can't remember the name of the uh, hostel that I stayed at, but it was maybe less than an hour on the train away from the airport. Ooh, secondary update. This trip was the first time that I ever took public transportation from the airport to where I was staying. Um, it is also the first time I waited until a few hours before I checked in to decide where I was staying. And that goes for Austria. I chose a um, Airbnb for Rome. Um, well, I checked in yesterday, so that means I chose the Airbnb like the day before. But I've done that with like Seattle. Like I did that like a week or a few days before I checked in. But so last minute accommodations aren't exactly something that I do often. But this trip, I only had my flight. I only have my flights booked. Like after this, I go to London. But um, I started my trip by going to Tromso. That is in northern Norway. I had a layover in Oslo, which is in southern uh, Norway. My layover, thanks to uh, 45, um, the MAGA president, I was delayed by like three hours or so with that government shutdown. So when my kids learn about it, being the longest government shutdown in history thus far, I can say it fucked up my travel plans. So that three over layover gave me about five hours. Um, well, that three hour delay gave me about five hours in Oslo. I didn't think five hours was enough to justify like 40 $60 worth of train tickets to the city center to just get something to eat, maybe visit a museum, and then come back to the airport. So I sat in the fucking airport for like four hours, five hours, well, no, for the five hours I sat in the airport, which was pretty much trash, but it could have been worse, you know? Um, from Oslo, which I did not get to see, I went to northern Norway, a city called Tromsø, yeah, which is actually the the correct way to pronounce it. I initially said Tromso because that's the way it's spelled, but it's that O with the uh, line through it. So it's Tromza. I got to see the Northern Lights. Personally, that has been on my bucket list. When I went to Alberta, Canada, I was hoping to see it. That uh, proved to be less than, um, I don't want to say profitable, but less than successful. We ended up doing mad driving for nothing. Me and my homegirl, what's up, Sarita? got under each other's skin, um, all that for naught, because we didn't see the Northern Lights. And thankfully, I saw them in Tromsø. Um, I wish Sarita was there to see it, but I was there. Great pictures, because I ended up booking an experience on Airbnb, no, on Expedia, with Chasing Lights. Um, I would definitely suggest them, because they will... Look for where the conditions are supposed to be the best to see the Northern Lights, and they'll basically drive around to there. We went to three or four different locations. We got to see the lights from all those different locations, and it included um, professional photos. So, and by so, I mean 
you should know that you can't really capture the northern lights on your cell phone. First of all, when you see them, it could be at any varying degree of intensity. So you may see the northern lights, but by the naked eye, it just looks like a faint wisp of like gray or silver across the sky, depending on what all it's doing. Um, it takes about 30 minutes for your eyes to adjust or adapt to the night, to night vision. So after that time frame, you'll be able to see them more clearly, but depending on, again, the activity, it still may not be a lot for you to see. Um, thankfully, where we were, the activity did increase, so we were able to see it nicely with the naked eye. And with cameras, the magic of science, you see it even better because your f-stop, ISO, aperture, all those camera technological terms basically let you see the northern lights as you see them when you Google that shit on the internet. It was incredible. It was a really great experience. I saw shooting stars and just being able to see so many stars in just period was incredible. Personally, I love stars. Like stars for me are almost a religious experience. It's a spiritual experience. I won't say religious, but spiritual because I'm not really even religious, but I'm a spiritual person and stars for me are a very spiritual experience. I see stars as being witnesses of history. Um, if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow me on Instagram, one of the things I posted was just imagine that these same stars were, these were the same stars basically that guided many of my or our ancestors to freedom. And these same stars are here for us today. Like, just think about that. These are the same stars. For me, that's a big deal. That's really powerful. And um, I don't take it lightly. It sits very warmly on my heart that they're able to see the history of my ancestors and also witness the history that I'm able to impart upon the earth, if you will. So, um, yeah, big fan of stars. So just being in a less noisy and if you will terms of um city lights area really made the stars pop so i enjoyed that and then adding on shooting stars and the northern lights was a really great experience for me so if you do intend to see the northern lights i would suggest that you book a tour that will chase the lights um i.e something or a group that will go to different locations depending on where they're supposed to be most visible. I had a girlfriend of mine, um, she was telling me that she went to one, thankfully she got her money back, they give you like two tries to go see it, but she'd gone to one that didn't like move. I think they only took to like, or went to one location and they weren't able to see it because of weather conditions. So um, definitely go for one that chases. So that was Norway. After Norway, I flew into Austria. It was an extended layover. I was there from like noon um, until maybe, uh, well, definitely until my red eye flight the next morning at 6 a.m. Austria was cool. I took the metro into city center. Well, I also took the metro, which was the first time from the airport to, the, to my hostel, dropped off my shit, then took the metro back to the city center, went to an Airbnb. I mean, not an Airbnb, a thrift store. 
that I had seen on a, um, I think it's called Wow Austria or Now Austria, some shit like that. What drew me in was the host of this little series was a black woman. So um, she'd mentioned a thrift store, went there, then I googled a restaurant, the food was good, the beer was decent, and then I took my ass back to the hostel. Um, really nothing more to report about Austria. It was cool. Um, nice to say I experienced the city. Um, meh, other than that, you know, um, I heard about the, the architecture, but can't say that any of it really stood out to me while I was there. Um, and that lands me here in Rome. I mentioned Rome, not really the biggest fan. Um, I have no desire to come back. Um, and that brings me to the topic of today. And that is blackness abroad. I am in this episode going to specifically speak to my experience. I would love to have a guest on this experience and have um, additional input, secondary input or a conversation, but more dialogue, if you will, about blackness abroad. Being black in America is one thing. It's a very similar thing, in my experience, abroad as well. In America, you're always wondering if any of the, for me, now I'm going to preface this and say this this one time by saying this is my experience, okay? I'm going to get into this by saying this is how I have experienced it. I can't speak for anybody else. So for me, any of the slights I experience, whether it be a nasty look, an attitude, um, dismissal, being ignored, all those things. When I consider or when I experience those things as an American in America, I'm always wondering if it's a racial thing. Secondary to it being a racial thing, I think about, is it a gender thing? Um, Like I said, I work with the public. And many times I'm, you know, giving directives or I'm asking questions um, based on what it is their needs may be, or I'm not doing anything. And I am the recipient on my end as being perceived as um, an attitude or some type of um, disparaging interaction between myself and someone else. And... My first thought is, for the most part, okay, so do you have an issue with me because I'm black or do you have an issue with me because I'm a woman? And then it becomes, okay, you have an issue, not me. I am very fully aware that anyone's interaction with me has nothing to do with me per se, but it has to do with that person and whatever their state of mind may be, whether it be um, a racist state of mind, whether it be a um, misogynistic state of mind, or whether it just be a, I'm in a bad mood state of mind. None of it ever has anything to do with me personally, because I'm a bomb ass motherfucker. I'm wild cool. I'm popping out here. That's, that's really not for debate. It's not. In certain 
circles, I may say it is subjective. I'll give you that. However, I know I'm a really good person and I know that I'm a really enjoyable person. So when someone meets me with any disdain or any um, adversity, I know that it has nothing to do with me, I'll say 70% of the time. I'm going to give some space for, you know, someone walking into me, you know, responding to someone else or, you know, maybe not liking the way I said or did something prior to our interaction. Fair. Um, But... That same experience as an American dealing with the American public, for me, carries into my travels. Um, For the most part, I don't want to say I try to avail myself of what the tone for the current culture or demographics feelings towards people of color is. I don't always do in-depth um, investigations or research into, um, the black experience in the countries that I visit. I will say though, that I was under the impression that, um, Italians were okay with black people, if you will. I will also say that my experience with my Italian friends has relatively been pleasurable. It's been pleasant. Um, I had a lot of Italian friends in high school. I went to a uh, PWI um, for high school as well as college, um, which is a predominantly white institution, Um, all black elementary school and junior high. And then I went to a white ass high school and a white ass college, both private schools, all girls Catholic high school, and then just um, a private institution for college. So I can't say that I have had any, quote, friends, air quotes there, of Italian descent that I've ever had any negative interaction with. They've always been really great interactions. So my interpretation of the relationship between Italians and people of color or Italians and black people has been colored by my American experience. Now, being in Italy, I can't necessarily fairly say that my interactions are because, or my interactions are less than favorable because one, I'm American or because I'm a woman or because I am black or because I'm a black American woman. I I don't fucking know. And um, that also kind of colors the confusion that I may experience in the States. Sometimes you don't know whether or not somebody has an issue with you because you're black, because you're a woman, because, you know, of the industry that you work in. A lot of things are really questionable. But um, I can't say that I've experienced a really favorable reaction from people in Italy. And I will say that that has been for, I'm trying to think of maybe like what percentage of the people that I've interacted with that would be. Maybe 50 or 60%. Um, I 
fairly will say that it's been mostly shopkeepers that I've interacted with or people, merchants, people that I would be spending money with that I've interacted with in all fairness. Um, and, and with even more fairness, the majority of them were, I don't want to say not Italian, but perceivably not Italian. Um, a lot of Asians are running shops out here. I don't, I can't say that they own the shops or one way or the other, but they're the ones that are running the shops out here. Excuse me. Um, you know, it, it just seems like your air quote immigrant population are the peoples that are running many of the shops. And then you do have the shop owners that are, um, understandably Italian. I purchased a handbag and honestly, I don't wear pocketbooks in real life. I'm strictly a backpack kind of backpack kind of girl, but I do love a good messenger or uh well, not necessarily messenger, but I do love a good uh, crossbody for my vacations. And the one bag that I have is kind of at that stage where might don't make it. So I said, shit, $25 for an Italian leather handbag bitch I may so um yeah I got a really cute uh crossbody bag it's pretty simple a nice neutral forest green so that I don't really have to worry about matching um sorry for the rambling there but the shopkeeper that I spoke to was actually the one person that I can distinguish as being the kindest to me and that was before I spent the money he was Italian. He was very kind. Um, I don't know if that was after he... No, because I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, most of the Italians that I interacted with in terms of shopkeepers when I asked questions about items got nicer. So it could be that there is a level of interaction that you have to um, uh, ignite or establish before... That because I mean, honestly, I know if someone looks at me, I may not seem in every instance or in every situation like a, a kind person. I know sometimes I may have that resting bitch face and I may just seem like mm, I ain't gonna really want to talk to her or I don't really have anything to say to her because she looks kind of mean or she looks like she's mad standoffish. So I will say in a lot of situations, getting to know someone is going to um, produce better results. But just that idea of, are you treating me this way because of my color or are you treating me this way because you're in sales and people often come in and waste your fucking time. Um, I don't like that feeling. And I would love to hear from any of my listeners that are not people of color. Do you ever have that question run through your mind? When you go someplace, whether it be abroad or whether it be in your home country, home state, home city, do you have that feeling of, or that question on your mind of why are they treating me this way or why are what is the reason for this interaction occurring in this manner is that something that you think of or is it just 
oh, this person is nasty and there's no more thought to it. Um, I don't know if I can say I would prefer one way or the other. I don't enjoy wondering, honestly, whether or not someone is being nasty to me because of the color of my skin, because of, because of the color of my skin, because honestly, who wants racism to really be a thing? Who wants um, prejudice to really be a thing? But prejudice, prejudices don't necessarily have to always deal with the color of your skin. You could be prejudiced against people in wheelchairs. You could be prejudiced against people who are a different religion and the same color as you. So, you know, there are many different ways to be prejudiced against someone, but there's generally only one. I'll give you a creative leeway and say two ways to be racist against someone. Um, so another point that I do want to bring up being a person of color, a black woman specifically, because I am a black woman. <laughs> um, another thing that I do want to bring up as a, a black woman traveling and just as a black woman in general, the idea of taking up space, and doing things you're uncertain of, doing things you're uncertain of. For example, something as small as jaywalking. In New York, it's the culture. Everybody jaywalks. You're not getting arrested for jaywalking. But abroad, I'm aware that it may, you know, be illegal. You, you can't be um, naive enough to think that just because you do it at home means it's okay elsewhere. So I am very conscious of and often cautious of little infractions because I know that one, when I am abroad, color or not, your actions may be viewed and judged much more harshly. So little things like jaywalking, if you will, I tend to try to observe the people around me that look like natives of the area, people that look a little bit more familiar with and comfortable with the surroundings um, and see how they behave. Not to say that monkey see, monkey do, but you see enough people cross that aren't crossing at the, the light, if you will. And you might say, I... You do a quick scan and look, I, nobody's really here that may be or have the authority to detain me should it be a problem and you go about your business. But it's just that extra sense of, ooh, if I were a white tourist, would I be able to get away with it versus I'm a tourist of color, would I be able to get away with it? That's also something that occurs to me when I'm uncertain about whether or not my actions may or may not be um, viewed as socially acceptable or legal. Also along the lines of being socially acceptable is just taking up space. Um, little things like when you're walking with umbrellas. I mean, it rained today. I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. But it rained today. 
Little things like somebody lifting their umbrella higher so that it doesn't knock you in the fucking head as they're, you know, walking past you. Um, Just people allowing for simple and gentle courtesies like that. You know what I mean? Or when there's a group of people, do they step, not step to the side, but do they allow you to continue a straight path? Or do I make sure to step out of their way kind of thing. It's just one of those things where I am a, I am also conscious of it when I am back home. Where, no, I'm not going to move out of your way to make your life easier. I belong here as well. And that is something that I try to be conscious of whether I'm home or when I'm abroad. I belong here. There is no reason why I should feel any less worthy of occupying any space because of the color of my skin. Other people may feel that I should not be in a particular space or in a particular position because of the color of my skin, because of my gender, because of my socioeconomic background, because of my um, citizenship. But I try to safely let's not get carried away, but I try to safely make it a point to stand firmly and to stand strongly when I'm aware of it because sometimes it becomes just a default action. You move out of the way or you, you know, take a step back just so that, or you play small just so that you don't stand out. But I am more conscious of and I'm more aware of the fact that I do belong in the spaces that I occupy. And because of my liquor, I'm starting to get a little bit emotional about it because I do strongly feel that everyone belongs in the space that they are able to occupy. There is no reason why anyone should feel otherwise. Period. Period. We're all fucking human. If you find yourself able to be in a space, that means you did the work or you had the fortune to get yourself to that space. Own it and move forward with it. And as a traveler, I don't know if it's because I'm a traveler of color. And again, this is where I would love for any of you um, travelers not of color. So holla, you uh, white folks. Reach out. Feel free to respond. Do you ever find yourself questioning whether or not you belong in a particular space? especially when it comes to travel. For the most part, if any of us keeps our mouth shut, it's hard to tell where we're from. I could be an African citizen. I can be a European citizen. I could be a black person from London. I could obviously be an American. I'm certain that for someone that has made it their life's business to, you know, really strongly detect and you know, be able to observe different mannerisms and small ways of being about different uh, cultures, then maybe they're able to tell the difference between an American black or a black American and a uh, Caribbean American, a Caribbean black or 
European black or, you know, uh, Afro Latina or Afro Latino, whatever the, whatever, uh, spec, all the spectrums of black. And then there's also all the spectrums of whiteness. You could be an American Italian. You could be a European Italian. Fuck, you could be someone of Italian descent that happens to fucking live in Brazil. I don't fucking know. But for those of us not of color, do you ever find yourself hesitant or um, reserved about the ways of being you find yourself expressing in certain spaces because of who you are. I'm very curious to hear that because I know what my experience is as a woman of color, as a black American, and um, honestly, being an American traveler, it's just, bruh. This nigga Trump is really making it hot out here in the streets. Um, I can't really say that I'm proud to say that I'm American because of who the president is. Taking a breath on that one because as much as I don't want to acknowledge him as president, he is the fucking president. I think he's a trash president, but this isn't a political podcast. This is a travel podcast. And in line with traveling, I'm pretty sure the rest of the world thinks he's trash as well. Um, There's actually some street art that when I first saw it, I thought it was of the president, but it could actually be Richie Rich, but pound same. Um, But yeah, it was a little comical. Maybe I'll post that on uh, the travel and shit uh, Instagram. Holler at that. Um towards the end of the week so that I'll give you a chance to listen to the podcast so that you know what I'm talking about when it's up there. But um, yeah, as a person of color, I am truly, truly working on personally standing firmly in the fact that I belong in any space that I find myself in, that I should not feel any less worthy of being in a space or any I shouldn't feel any doubts or any questions about my existence in this space and question whether I am accepted in an area or a space because of the color of my skin. And I preface that by saying that even though I, not preface, but I follow that up with, I may accept it. That does not mean that others have to or will accept it. All for a free choice here. Nobody has to be happy about me being someplace. But bitch, if I'm here... I'd hope that you tolerate me. I won't say that bitch you're going to tolerate me because I don't believe in overly asserting yourself in other people's fucking houses. That's some shit that just don't make fucking sense. Don't make safe and it don't make sense. Um, But yeah, so pretty sure that's where I want to wrap it up. I would love to hear what your experiences are traveling abroad as persons of color and not as people of color. What are your reservations? What are the things that you're hesitant about when you travel? Um, Whether it be something, another thing that I uh, can bring up, something as simple as standing in a store doorway to get out of the rain. That was something that like it was raining and the wind picked up. It's one thing to rain, but it's another thing when it's 
a windy rain. When the wind picked up, I passed by a couple of storefronts before I actually stepped into one. And I passed by a few because I had to, excuse me, click on in my own mind that, no, I belong here. I belong here because I didn't want to, quote, be an inconvenience for the other stores. And, not, and when I say be an inconvenience, I mean an inconvenience to the point where someone has to step out and tell me you can't stand here. Like, is that something in my mind? That's not something a white person will consider. I could be wrong. White people step in and let, let me know. But that's something that I feel like in my mind Someone who isn't considered other or someone who isn't considered an outsider would readily. I mean, it makes common sense. It's it's windy. It's raining. Step into uh, an overpass or into, you know, duck into a covering to, you know, get out of the rain. But for me, I'm like, do I stand out? Is someone going to come out and tell me not to stand here? Is someone going to say you can't do this? Is someone going to ask me to move? Is someone going to say that I have to buy something? Is someone going to say I have to like, is someone going to come in and reprimand me? And I got to say, it's just, it's not a good feeling. It's not a comfortable feeling. It's not a welcoming feeling. And I can't say that honestly, anybody puts that on me other than myself. But this is my understanding of the world. This is my understanding of how others interact with me and how others interpret me, my presence, and my being. I don't know how to um, shake that. I don't know how to get rid of it because honestly, before I open my mouth and assert my Americanness, because let's be real, there are plenty of um, cultures and um you know, locations that will welcome you as an American because, of course, Americans have money and Americans this and Americans that and all these preconceived notions as an American. But before I even open my mouth and someone recognizes me as an American, they're going to recognize me as a black person and as a woman. And those are the first, those are the two things. I mean, honestly, I can't do anything about being American. I can't do anything about being a woman and I can't do anything about being black. But as long as I don't open my mouth, essentially I can be from anywhere. But regardless of where I'm from, I'm black. And regardless of where I'm, I am from, I am a woman. And those are the two things that weigh strongly on my decision making, if you will, as a traveler more so being black. So I would love to hear back from you guys and see what experiences you may or may not have had as travelers of color or not as travelers of color, um, what your reservations are as travelers or what your reservations are as people who are not currently travelers but would like to be travelers or people that have been you know, um, who don't consider themselves travelers, but have been abroad or to other locations. I'm really curious as to other people's experiences as travelers. So hit me up um, at travel and shit underscore T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H-I-T 
underscore on Instagram. Or you can hit me at underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E, D-Carry, at, um, well, both of them are Twitter. Um, sadly, I'm not at the Beats on Film studio, but happily, I am traveling and a bitch is abroad. Um, so logging off from Rome, I'm not doing a quote of the week. Oh, I'm not doing a quote this episode because this pizza is freezing cold and I'm hungry and this beer is about to go flat. So I'm signing off, motherfuckers. Hope to see you guys next week and hopefully um, you enjoyed this one. Holler at me. Bye.